Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 239 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Nikki Shank. Nikki lives in Fishers, Indiana, and she is a pediatric physical therapist. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you so much. Really glad to talk to you today. And you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? I was waiting and looking forward to my daughter's upcoming wedding. Um, That was going to be at the end of May in 2021. So like you, I've been doing my whole life, a little bit of yo-yoing with my weight and all that. And I had an important event coming up. So I was like, well, it is time to think of what I'm going to do next (laughs) so that I can be successful and look good at my daughter's wedding. You're going to see everyone you know there. Right. And And the pictures are forever, right? Forever. And it's a big event in our lives. So I wanted to get started and I always leave myself a lot of extra time. So it was, I think, September 1st of 2020 about eight months before her wedding, when I started thinking about what, what should I try now? And it's true what they say about people planting seeds, because my best friend, Jody, her husband, for a long time, had been just sharing and talking about intermittent fasting. And I listened, but I wasn't ready to do anything at the time. But when I was trying to think of something new to do, you know, all the words and stories that he had told kind of popped in my head. And I thought, well, I should try that. So that's what I did. I just started looking into intermittent fasting. And the first thing I did was um, search a podcast. And of course, yours and Melanie's popped right up. And I just started listening from episode one and 
tried to learn as much as I could. And quickly, I realized you had a book out and that you had already done Fast Feast Repeat at mm-hmm. the time. So I got that right away and read it immediately. And everything seemed to just really make sense to me. So from really the very beginning, um, September 1st of 2020, that was my new thing. And honestly, I didn't know if it would be a forever thing the first day I started, but now I know that it is. It's definitely something I I don't ever want to have to give up for any reason. I hope I don't have to. I love that too. I've I've said that same thing before. Like if if I had something that was wrong with me and I went to the doctor and the doctor said, the only way to cure it is to stop fasting. I'd be like, oh no, (laughs) I don't (laughs) want to. I would be so sad. Me too. I really would. I can't imagine anything that would make you have to stop fasting though. So that's the good news. I know. I'm, I'm trying to think of what that would. Maybe if I had to take medications with food or something. Yeah, I, I don't want to do. Yeah, that. no. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I got started, and I think it made a lot of sense to me because I know you've heard of the four tendencies quiz by um, Gretchen. Gretchen Rubin. Rubin. I have. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm definitely a questioner. Maybe somewhere between a questioner and an upholder. I'm very internally motivated. You know, if you ask all my friends in the past, every diet I tried worked because. I wouldn't let it it. Yeah. You did. I'm just, I internally motivate, but also it made so much sense to me, you know, like knowing the why behind it. Mm -hmm. It was such a, already like instinctually, I'm a believer in the body and how it can do a lot for itself, you know, if it's allowed and kind of a naturalist. I love medicine too. I'm a physical therapist, but I love the, the fact that our body is so capable. Yes. And that everything that I learned through your book and the podcast and just really resonated with why it should work and why it can work. And so that helped me. It's kind of opposite of what I was taught, though. You know, in physical therapy school, I can tell you, you know, exactly where I was sitting when in physiology class we saw on the big screen in front of us a person who was very obese and, you know, couldn't even fit on the hospital stretcher and I remember them telling us, did you know that people gain weight from eating more calories than they expend? And I was like, yeah, that's true. Calories in, calories out. And they said, do you know at this age how many calories per day this patient would have had to overeat to become this size? And we were all guessing, you know, and it turned out to be the equivalent of two Oreos extra per day of their life that okay. had gotten them to this point. <laughs> and That's I was like, just, no. isn't that awful? Yes. And I was like, I, I know I've eaten more than two Oreos extra many times. <laughs> so my, my, my fate is doomed. You know, well, like, you know, mathematically, if <laughs> our bodies did work like the math formula, then literally like eating one you know, extra spoonful of rice a day and now you're obese. I mean, you know, but that's not how the body works. Our bodies are not static. They ramp things up. They slow things down. Oh my goodness. And I remember reading part of Jason Fung's book, that Mm -hmm. aha moment of it's not calories in, calories out, and you can't continue to eat less and move more forever. You're going to hit the bottom and then you're going to be in, your metabolism is going to be in the toilet. So that made a lot of sense to me too. So really just starting there with your books, his book, trying to debunk all the stuff you, you know, you've kind of been taught your whole life for, for me in physical therapy school as well. Yeah, that, that really is true. And we were just told so many things that when we look back on it, we know that Oh, in my experience, that that wasn't true. <laughs> but at the time, it sounds so logical because it is true that if you eat too many calories, you will gain weight. <laughs> but it's not true that you can mathematically determine what your body needs and then mathematically calculate them and know what your body's going to do with the expenditure because so many things are going on. You know, um, I talked about in Feast Without Fear a twin study that they did. with Did you read Feast Without Fear ever? No, I have not. I've heard you talk about it a lot. It was it was my second book. It was also self-published. I wrote it a year after I wrote Delay, Don't Deny. But I, I remember reading a twin study. It was an overfeeding study. And that, if everybody read that overfeeding study, they would understand that the, the flaws in calories in, calories out. Because the twins, they wanted to see, you know, how much of 
what our bodies did was related to genetics, I guess. It's been a while since I've read the study, but they they put them all in the in a metabolic lab, meaning they watched them. They were all there under lock and key, eating the meals they were given, and they determined everybody's baseline caloric needs. And then they overfed them by exactly mathematically what would have accounted to an extra pound a week, like 3,500 extra calories. So they should have been gaining a pound a week. So they, they mathematically should have all gained a pound a week, but that's not what happened. Some of the people gained way more than predicted. Some didn't gain hardly any at all. And it was very tightly correlated to the twins themselves, though. Like what the twin did is more like what, what they would do versus what the people that were not related to them. So when I read that study, and I could have gotten some of the details wrong just now. Like I said, it's been a while since I read it, but nobody mathematically gained exactly the amount that the formula would have predicted. So there, there goes that theory. Pretty sure that's true in my case still. I mean, I feel like I overeat every day still, and I'm not gaining weight. So, Do you ever feel hot how- after eating? I do. That's I your do. body I ramping up. And, and yeah. burning it off. And if I eat certain things, I feel hotter. Like if I overdo carbs, I can literally feel my body heating up and burning it off. It's fascinating. i say that before. Yeah. And I, I paid attention to that because I do get hot. Although, you know, I'm 48 years old. So I wasn't sure if the hot was coming from the food or <laughs> other problems I'm having. Well, but. that happens too. <laughs> 48-year-old yeah, women but. are often hot. <laughs> That's what everybody tells me, but I think it has something to do with the food. I think I eat a I lot think of food. So. Right now. The thermic, the thermic <laughs> effect of that food. So it was September first, twenty twenty. How much weight did you want to lose at that point? I kind of had a number in my head. We had been to the Bahamas a few years before that. I remember when I was one forty, I felt really strong and healthy. I didn't feel too thin because I I gotten to that point before as well. You know, I'm five seven, so 140 for me is really good because I'm I hold muscle um, mm-hmm. or I gain muscle pretty easily. So I was pretty fit. I felt great. So I was going to try to get to 140. It was my plan. And when I started, I had about 40 pounds to lose. I thought, but then as I started losing weight with intermittent fasting, I got to I know for sure 30 pounds lost, and that's when I threw away my scale because. I mean, I thought I knew how much I should weigh to look a certain way, but it didn't turn out that way with the body recomposition. So you you looked at 30 pounds lost the way you had expected to look at 40 pounds lost. Correct. I'm not surprised yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, I knew you wouldn't be. I did lose weight quickly um, with intermittent fasting. I lost at least 15 pounds right off the bat, like within the first couple months. So I think I had some inflammation, water weight, some things like that going on. And then from that point on, I lost about, I don't know, two to four pounds a month, depending on the month. Right before the wedding, I was pretty serious about looking good and fitting in this dress that I had. So I was careful, more careful. I didn't eat dessert every day like I do now. And I didn't have cocktails (laughs) almost every day like I do now. So, and I remember thinking I'm, I'm exercising. So for, I think all of December and all of January, I didn't have any alcohol. I didn't have any bad food. I exercised all the time. And then I got on the scale and I lost two pounds. And I thought, (laughs) okay, I felt good. You know, I was fitting and clothes differently and all that. But I'm like, this doesn't matter to me anymore. I don't want to know my weight because I feel successful until I look at that number. And then I just don't want to know. But your body had changed so much. So you were clearly, because you were exercising, so you were clearly losing fat and building muscle. Yeah. And I was in a size two dress for this wedding. I I don't, I didn't want to be in a smaller dress. I'm like, what am I trying to accomplish? A number on a scale is not what we want to accomplish, right? Not at all. No, not anymore. I haven't weighed since that day. That was February, 2021. So um, I thought about weighing for this podcast and I thought it'll just make me mad. Yeah, I know. I would be mad too. I'm the same exact way because the last time I weighed myself was that day that I got mad and threw my scale away. And the only reason I was mad is because I thought the numbers should be different. I wasn't mad at my body. I like the size that I am. I don't want to be smaller, but that number, man. So Dr. Burt Hearing was the really... He said that in his appetite correction book, the wording that he used, he said, do you want a goal weight or a goal body? And he said, what you want is a goal body. And that really stuck with me after reading his book. And I'm like, you're right. We want a goal body. 
that's true. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I don't have any room to improve because I could. Um, my husband and I are empty nesters. We have a daughter who is married now, and then we have a daughter who is a junior in college. We're here for a writing conference for her. She's actually self-published three books of her own. Oh, so. I love it. Yeah. What's her um, genre? Uh, so um, my daughter, Abby, she got kind of, she wouldn't like me saying this. I call her TikTok famous. Oh, um, that's she, funny. <laughs> she started TikToking and she took trends from TikTok and made them into Christian Bible stories. Oh. So her genre is Christian fiction. She writes fiction, but it always has a little bit of underlying tone of like a good message or theme of something that she feels comes from the Bible. So her name is Abby was bored on all those platforms and she has done an amazing job. She's been really successful. She sold a lot of books in five different countries. She's only 20 years old. That's amazing. Um, Duck Dynasty invited her down to work on a project with her, with John Luke Robertson. Like she's wow. had some amazing success. So it's I been really see. fun. That makes that gives you know the teacher in me just got a little tingle because <laughs> I yeah love, you know what we have the barriers are down now right with yes, with the whole people can get you know like you said TikTok famous but also you know self publishing she's self published her books her message is out there and she didn't have to wait to be found yeah. She has a following already, so she had a instant marketplace. And yeah, she's funny one because when I started intermittent fasting, she said, Mom, this is terrible. This is not healthy. Do not do this. And she's one that I don't know if she's my child because she does not care about food at all. And oh I am gosh. In the extreme. So I said, Abby, have you eaten today? She said, No. I go, It's two o'clock. I go, You've been fasting since eight o'clock yesterday. Don't tell me this is bad. And she's that is like, hilarious. Oh, and she's super thin and beautiful. Like, no wonder she forgets to eat. <laughs> she naturally does intermittent fasting. That is so funny. Mom, don't do it. It's dangerous. <laughs> yes. And people have told me that before. You know, this is dangerous. I'm not sure you should do this. And then if I ask them how long they go without eating, it's a good amount of time, almost as long as me. So I'm like, right. Well, this is not dangerous. This That's is so funny. how I feel really good. And she agrees with me now. She's on my team now, but that's good. She just well, she can't help it because she's an intermittent faster too. Whether she <laughs> says it that's, or true. that's true. <laughs> I love that. I have a lot of friends and family that are doing it actually. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. My husband, both my daughters, one accidentally, my best friend and her husband, the one that told me about it, my friend who does my hair, she's had amazing success. 
my neighbors, my brother, his wife. I even have clients. I go into people's homes to treat babies. And I can think of a couple of my moms of the babies I treat who have had amazing success. One has lost 46 pounds. Wow. Another one didn't have any weight to lose, but just started doing it. And she feels so good. And Mm -hmm. her muscle definition has, like, I noticed it without her bringing it up. I'm like, you are so toned and so fit. And she said, it's the fasting. Yeah. That's the only thing you've changed. That's the part that's amazing because people still, still will say, people who don't know will still say, oh, if you're fasting, it's eating up your muscle. People still believe that myth. And if you listen, you know that we just moved you know, from Georgia to South Carolina. And so I was doing a lot of moving, a lot of lifting again. And and my muscle definition came right back out because I had not been doing as much. I'd been maybe a little more sedentary than I should have been, but moving and I could really see it in my arms. I could see it in my leg muscles. And I'm you know, like, this is just from moving around in the fasted state. And I'm almost 53 years old. So see, it's not burning up my muscle. <laughs> No, it's not. And I really love that you don't even have to take in extra protein for you to build muscle. It uses all that broken protein and builds it right back up. So that's really, that's an important point because people still also get tripped up by that. Even now they'll say, it'll be someone in the community that, that is just started going to a trainer and they'll say, I just started going to a new trainer and they told me I must eat X number of grams of protein and I must eat it within X amount of time. Or they'll listen to a podcast that, you know, women must eat X amount of protein, you know, or you're going to waste away. And I'm like, but you have to keep in mind that when we're fasting clean, autophagy is going on and not all of your protein needs come from the protein you put in your mouth. You've got a lot of junky protein already that your body is going to recycle and upcycle. So, you know, just like all of our fuel doesn't come from the food we eat, some of it comes from our fat stores. Not all of our protein is going to come from the food we eat because we're, we got a lot of that junky stuff in there already. So that's just, that's important. You know, I didn't eat extra protein when I was moving to build extra muscle. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I love it. I feel like I'm not hungry until I start eating. And then when I start eating, I eat and eat and eat. I get made fun of sometimes because (laughs) my husband and I, like I said, he eat fast as well. Not as long as I do, but we are empty nesters and we love to go out to eat, which I think is different than you. I know you love to cook. I love I to cook too. It's actually, it's actually a passion of mine. Like it's one of my favorite, favorite things to do, but I also love to go out to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so now, I will say I am loving more going out to eat here now that we're living at the beach because there's a lot of places to go eat. So, so <laughs> I'm actually fun. thinking of having fewer meals delivered each week instead of seven nights eating at home, maybe going out twice a week. I don't know. So, (laughs) Well, we go out more than we stay home at the moment, but it's because our favorite restaurant is less than a mile from our house. So we love to walk there to Fox Garden and it is a scratch kitchen, chef driven. They do not own a freezer. So it is all fresh food and they do a special every single day. So the so chef, it's something different every day. And I usually get the fish special or the seafood pasta or the, I mean, there are so many amazing, beautiful choices. So I don't feel guilty eating at a place like that. If I am at a, you know, lesser quality restaurant, I can definitely tell. And it's, it, it's kind of sad. Yeah. You know, I'm like, the same way. <laughs> we're lucky here and we're in Surfside beach. Um, and so we're my my beach house is close enough to walk to three restaurants that are really great quality like that. Like they they make things from scratch and and so I'm I'm just really gonna want to go to those more often than when friends yeah, are visiting. We go so often. It's almost like cheers there. We have we know all the people and our restaurant has it was actually listed as number fifty two in the nation on Yelp. Wow. So that's the kind of food I'm talking about. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yes. And it, uh, oh, I, wish, yeah. I wish we had that near us. I'd be walking there too. <laughs> oh, yes. It's so much fun. And I, I post every, well, my daughter who's a TikToker and my other daughter, they were like, mom, you need an Instagram. And I didn't have one at the time. And they said, you need to get an Instagram and post what you eat every day. Yeah. So I said, okay. So I have an Instagram called um, Nikki Special Tonight. And it just, I just put the food that I eat on there. 
and everyone laughs because I eat at the same restaurant almost every day. (laughs) (laughs) And the other thing is, it's not a complete list because usually I post what I ate there and then I go home and eat some ice cream or something really not good for me, but. I'm loving it just because I can eat good foods and healthy foods and make sure I get that in my diet, but also enjoy some of the things that on my other crazy diets in my life, you know, I couldn't even taste something because I had a tablespoon of milk in it and I wasn't eating milk at the time or whatever. So so what were some of the, the crazy things that you did? What was your diet history like? Like when did you first start dieting? Well, you know, I think I started when I was about 16 with really no reason looking back, just in my head about... I should look a certain way. And I was an athlete. I I played sports year round. I'm from a family that lives in Southern Indiana in the country. We only ate whole food um, 90% of the time. My, my grandparents were Amish. So my, all my aunts and uncles, they cooked amazing food. I mean, I didn't even know my kids didn't know when they went to school and ate that big kerneled corn on their tray they didn't know what that was because we grew our own sweet garden corn at home. And they're like, this is not corn. So oh, you're right. You know, that yeah. is really different. Yeah, it was so different. And, you know, I didn't know that there was such thing as instant potatoes or stuffing out of a box. I just didn't know any of that. So I grew up eating really good food. But I don't know. At the time when I was 16, I thought I should try to lose some weight. And I remember low fat was really yeah. big at the time. I think that turning point on that diet for me was I was eating so low fat. I was eating all those meals prepackaged and all that. I remember being in my car at 16 years old and starving. And I ate like a whole giant pack of rainbow bubble gum, like those big gumballs just to get calories in me because I just didn't have enough calories. And I thought, this is silly. That was my first experience. And honestly, it worked. Everything works. If you eat low fat, I could lose weight on low fat. Yeah, I lost weight on low fat. I also looked really awful because you need, yeah. your body needs fat, right? <laughs> I think so too. Like they weren't talking about avocados back then. No. You know, we weren't. We were just eating whatever we wanted. I was doing aerobics on a video and eating low fat. Honestly, I didn't have a lot to lose then, but it did. I did lose weight on it. And then early on, I think when I was maybe after I had the kid, I can't remember when I started, but Weight Watchers was something my mom had always done. And she's a lifelong member because she met her goal and all that. So I knew all the Weight Watcher points. I didn't really even go to meetings. I could just tell by looking at something. Oh, right. that's one point. Or, but I do remember my youngest daughter once saying to me, holding up a French fry and saying, how many points is this? And I thought, well, this is not good either. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know. I how many I points is that? Is it was one five even a point? I don't know. I never did Weight Watchers, which is astonishing because I did everything except that. <laughs> I know. I can't believe it because I feel like you've done everything. I don't know why. I guess because I watched my mom do it. And when she did it, it was like the 70s slash 80s and it was weird. And I think I was like, I don't want to do that. Like just from watching her. It's no fun. I mean, that and my fitness pal, I feel are very similar just because mm-hmm. Basically, 50 calories is one point on Weight Watchers, okay. so it's the same thing. I was always recording while I was eating. Like, it just was no fun. I'm like, I'm not even enjoying my food. And I would be like you. I've heard you say this before. I would try to save up all my points till the yeah. late in the day because I, didn't, I wanted to be able to eat a good meal. But it was just exhausting. I mean, I don't know who can keep that up for long. At least I can't. I don't know. Yeah, I remember the days of, of counting calories. And I guess that's probably also another reason I never did Weight Watchers because I, I knew I didn't want to be in like a group. Like I didn't want to be in a, in a group of people. And I think that was one thing that Weight Watchers really got you that group of people, which is funny because now I'm like all about community. But I didn't want to drive <laughs> somewhere <laughs> pay for it. and pay for it and be in a group of people. Once we had the internet and Facebook, that's when I started getting into groups of things. But I was could do that alone and with people at the same time in those groups. But to me, I just thought, why not just count calories? Those points are like calories. So I would just always yeah, go back was, to that. But I would save up my calories. I can remember talking to Chad. And, you know, we'd been brainwashed that breakfast was the most important meal of the day. But I can remember saying, I've only had 200 calories all day today. And that's actually not very good for you. But <laughs> that's what I thought, you know. <laughs> I should have had zero calories by then. But who knew? That would have been better. We, it would have known. 
We would have known we could have saved all our calories. <laughs> I did know that I felt better. What, you know, the earlier I started eating, like you said this earlier when we first started, once you start eating, you're hungry. That's true. I also did a diet. I don't know if you've heard of Chris Carr. Um, I have she not. Wrote a book called, okay. She wrote a book called The Crazy Sexy Diet. Maybe I have. She had cancer and she... Okay. That's where I've heard of her. Yep. Yeah. She uses food as medicine. Was her cancer book like called Crazy Sexy Cancer or something? Did she Maybe. have a book? I never read that. Okay. I just read the diet one. But it, that resonated with me too, just because I do believe whole food is good for you. And I believe that... Um, food is medicine. It is. It really is. Took it to the extreme when I did hers. I did vegan for almost a whole year. I added no gluten, no white sugar. I had a lot of restrictions on that one. That was one that I remember people asking me, taste this, or I know I'd be like, uh, I can't. That sounds hard. It's exhausting, but I also love the food. I have still to this day, I have some amazing recipes that I got when I was doing that type of diet that I still love. So it's not that I didn't love that food. I just, um, I didn't eat any meat and I didn't eat any processed carbs at all. And currently I'm enjoying steaks and pasta and pizza and all those things. And it's right. way more fun. So <laughs> yeah, sure true. <laughs> medicine all the time for me. And sometimes it's just for, for good taste. Well, that's important too. There's the ish in there, right? We, we don't have to be perfect all the time because that's exhausting. Not being able it to really eat something is. that you want to eat because it's delicious. Sometimes we eat because it's going to have a lot of nutrients. Like I had a, a daily harvest bowl the other day, and it was one I hadn't had before. And I have a few that are my absolute favorites. And this one wasn't as delicious as some of the ones I've had before. It was still good, but it was full of nutrients. And I'm like, this is what I'm eating because I'm eating like a grown-up for the nutrients. <laughs> Sometimes you have to do that. I did. I ate it, yeah. I ate what I thought was a lot of nutrients on this crazy, sexy diet, but the culmination of it all, I was doing that diet because my brother was getting married at the time. And, um, I broke my foot at the wedding dancing. Oh, we have a little place in our town that has like a natural health specialist. I'm a doctorate of, I forget what she's a doctor of some sort of nutrition. And she told me, she said, if all the food you were eating had all the vitamins and minerals that they were supposed to have, you would be much healthier. As she said, mm -hmm. our soil's depleted. Yeah. Um, even though you're trying to eat organic, it's just, you would have to eat this many oranges to get what you would have, you know, a hundred years ago or this many peppers or whatever. So I did feel like, wow, I was trying the hardest I could to be healthy and I was still wasn't getting all the things that I needed. I was lacking. I think I was lacking protein for sure. I was lacking. Probably. Lacking. Yeah, I was lacking calcium, just some things that my body needed. So I, my hair was, looking back, my hair was breaking off. I was super thin. I probably weighed 30 pounds less than I do right now. Wow. And I couldn't stop. I started adding cheat days just to, so I could stop losing weight. But you cannot chew that much food and, and keep weight on. So it's, it's good that you realize it's not all about, you know, just losing weight, losing weight. You know, health, you could tell you were not at your optimal health at that weight. I was not. And I don't want to be that thin. You know, it's good to have, you know, have some curves and look healthy and strong. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. But I do, I gained a lot of good habits from that too. Some great foods and I do like whole food and I like healthy food. So I'm not against all that. I just add in some of the other foods that I love as well now. Absolutely. Have your tastes in food changed at all or not really? Because you, it sounds like you always growing up eating the, what a lucky childhood you had, by the way. I know. My, my kids are spoiled too. You know, like if we have to miss a holiday down home, they're sad because it's good food. It's good food. And it's all homemade and it's all, and maybe not healthy. Like, you know, there might be fried potatoes and mashed mm -hmm. potatoes and all those oh, things. I would but, eat all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One Thanksgiving, we had seven different kinds of potatoes on the table and my kids were like, this is the best day. Oh, uh, I would, you know, I would be in heaven. And I don't know if I've said it on the podcast or not. We do not do potatoes at our family Thanksgiving. Huh? Isn't that weird? I know. I, we have <laughs> we have the, the dressing. We have, but, but we don't have potatoes. We've never done the potatoes. I know that sounds weird because that's like a big thing on everybody's table. I'm like, nope, we have, we put our gravy on the dressing. Yeah. Um, until, because we're all from Southern Indiana and 
growing up the way that we did. I'm not joking. Every single meal I ate as a child, the sides were mashed potatoes, noodles, and corn. Like all three? All three. And we would mix them up and pile them on top of each other and (laughs) enjoy this together. So we didn't even know you needed gravy until like my cousin started dating someone that came to all the family things. And he's like, where's the gravy? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I do love gravy. a token bow of gravy because we didn't need it. We mixed all our noodles and potatoes and corn That's together. So funny. But. We have to have a starch at dinner or Chad complains if we don't. <laughs> yeah, you know, like if I order a meal or like, you know, let's say it's a green chef meal that doesn't have a starch, I have got to make some rice to go yeah. with it. I heard you talk you, about your bread. You used to make mm-hmm. the bread and then. Yeah, and um, I, I have gotten out of the habit of that and I haven't made bread in a long time, but. I miss that. I haven't had time. It's really time consuming. That's that's been the problem. It all. I think I got out of the habit when I was working when I was under deadline for cleanish and I didn't have time. Yeah. So to answer your question, I've always had good food. I've always loved good food. I've always loved bad food too, though. I mean, we also grew up with bags of Doritos and um, a candy drawer full of Snicker bars and Reese's cups. So food was never like taboo at our house. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I had a healthy relationship with it. I just. Also, when I had this idea of how I should look, and that's where all the dieting came from, I think I just wanted to, like everybody else, feel and look my best thinner than I was at some times. But the food itself, I never had problems with my gut, like Melanie talks about. You know, right. I would say I had an iron stomach. Um, nothing ever bothered me. But I did find one food through fasting. What is that? Just, <laughs> so it's not even a real food. It's a powdered cheese that's like on Cheetos. Yeah. Or sour cream and onion or sour cream and cheddar chips. Um, And I wouldn't, I can still eat it. I just can't open my window with it. You know what I'm saying? Does it send you straight to the restroom? (laughs) No, it just makes me feel nauseous. Like I feel like I could vomit. It's so funny because I've never had that feeling before with food. But when my daughter had her bachelorette party in Nashville, we had driven all the way there and I was fasted and we had these big giant bags of Cheetos and I just started eating a bunch of Cheetos and it <laughs> immediately you feel... felt sick. Oh. Yes. And then three times since then I've opened my window with something like that and felt, well, I'm like, Oh, this is probably not something my body likes. Powdered That's cheese. so interesting. See, my body still <laughs> is fine with the powdered cheese. <laughs> cheese you can crunchy, open your window salty with things. It. I can't, I can open my, yeah. Like there have been times that I've been, you know, at the grocery store running around doing something and, it's late and it's time to open my window. And I'm like, you know, I'm about to go home and I'll make something, you know, better than, but I'm going to go ahead and get this little tiny bag of Doritos and eat it on the way home and then I'll have something better. So it doesn't make me sick, but I definitely wouldn't like only be able to eat that because I need something else with it. I would not feel good if I only had that, but there have been times I've done that, you know, and I can't buy a bigger bag, like that pirate booty or a big bag or something like that. I cannot because that whatever size the bag is, that is one serving to me. So I can't, I just can't do it. So if they have little bags, I can do it. But so powdered chip cheese is not something. <laughs> it's not, it's not something that I do well with to open my window. I can still eat it. And I still do actually. In the I middle. It has to my, be sandwiched yeah. between other foods. So or at the That's end, really it doesn't matter. The end is fine too. But yeah, no, I I just had a meal here last night that was absolutely amazing. I've never had bouillabaisse. Have you ever had that? I haven't because it's fish. I would not eat it. Oh, you would not I eat fish. I don't like fish. I, love fish. Yeah, um, I wish I did. And now that I live at the beach and I don't eat fish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're living in the right area. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's a lot of great things here that are you can eat that are not. I, I would have like fried shrimp. I would eat that. But I eat she crab soup. She crab soup is really good. I, I've not had that. Oh, have you not? I have a very short list of foods I don't like, so mm-hmm. I'm sure I would like it. But the bouillabaisse was <laughs> delicious. It was so fun and so good. Yeah. I don't know. I love every food, I think. Well, that's good. So when the wedding came around, you were at your goal size. I was. And, and that was um, a size two? That was in that dress. You know how things are. Yeah. I don't know. It could have been. Who knows? Jeans. Yeah. I have jeans from size two to six, and I... I don't know. I have jeans that I wore before I lost weight that I can still wear because they were so stretchy. Mm -hmm. I did get a finally, even just recently, get the waist taken in because, I don't know, I just felt like they didn't fit as good as they should. But um, sizes are such a crazy thing. They are. Um, Yeah. But, you know, my scrub pants do not stretch. And I've been wearing them for over a year. And I know I haven't gotten any bigger. So 
That's, that's good. kind of my my honesty pants. So that's well, scrub. That's what I hear about scrubs. You know, I've never yeah. never worn scrubs yeah. for a job, but you hear that about them. They they uh, definitely you are going to be way. your honesty pants. So <laughs> yes. you've been maintaining, which you, you said for for a year. Yep, at least a year. Um, I probably was at my goal a few months before the wedding. So yeah, over a year, and I've been fasting a year and three quarters now, so almost two years. So awesome. So you. Here in maintenance, you haven't had any struggles. Did you relax your window a bit? I'm definitely more relaxed. I didn't eat any breakfast for probably the first year. I just didn't want to. And that first year, I was I was just really concerned with losing that weight and mm-hmm. um, keeping it off. So I had a much tighter window. Sometimes I would only just, well, my, my window progression was an interesting one, probably different from anyone you've ever met, but well, I can't wait to up, hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I've ended up in the evening window. And usually when I start eating, I eat until I'm tired eating or fall asleep. Um, but kind of like Melanie, when she starts yeah. eating, she just keeps eating. But, That's um, me too, really, for the most part. I, I I don't stay up a long time after I've finished eating. Yeah, because we're tired. Yeah. We want to go to sleep. <laughs> we're digesting our food. Yeah. But yeah. So, but at times when I was losing weight, I would, I would have like a 23, one window and I was fine with that. I honestly just eat longer now because I know I can and I like Mm -hmm. to. And it's fun and it's delicious. Food is enjoyable. And for us, it's super social. That's, you know, our entertainment is going out to dinner, meeting friends and having, you know, our social time with that. So. That's why I think that we'll probably go out more because like the other day, we were running errands, paying our car tax, like, welcome to South Carolina, pay your car tax. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we had to do that. And then we ran over to the beach house and I'm like, you know, we could go down to this little bar down the street here that we could walk to and they have live music starting at 4 p.m. every day. We could listen to live music and have a beer. And he's like, all right, let's do that. So we did. So that's us almost every single day. So um, we got to stop that. My oldest daughter is going to um, have a baby in January. Oh, how exciting. Congratulations. I know. I'm like, my time at Fox Garden is limited, Alex. And he's like, no, this is not your baby. You don't have to stay home. (laughs) How far away does she live from y'all? Like 10 minutes. And they're building a new house right by us. So I'm going to get to see this baby. Oh, there's nothing better than that. I can't imagine. I really love being a mom. So I know I'm going to really love being a grandma, even though I think it's like way better than being a mom. Honestly, I think so too. I think so (laughs) From what I hear from my friends, it's like all the good stuff about being a mom only times 10 and not the bad stuff. I'm ready for that. I'm ready. Well, that's exciting. That's super exciting. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Yeah, but my window was strange. I've, like... Almost everyone you talk to with coffee who love coffee, I did not want to give up that cream. Yeah. But I'm also one who likes to be successful in my whatever I'm doing. And I had to count that cream because I knew about the clean fast because you had told me. I started my windows at the very beginning with my morning coffee with cream. So I'd open my window at eight and I really wouldn't eat until I ate 
I treat babies in their homes and I make my own schedule. And most mm-hmm. of my visits are from morning till early afternoon. So I would just eat when I got home and then I would close my window. So okay. that's how it started out. Except, and how long would you say that that period of time was? I would say between around six, sometimes six a little hours. longer. From like eight to two or eight to three, um, something like that. But I started out that way in the week, but I quickly realized I don't like my weekends for my window to be closed early. I wanted to you know, go out to dinner and have fun. So I would have that morning window early in the week. And then when Friday came, instead of eating early, I would make myself drink black coffee and I would wait until we went out to dinner at night. Yeah. And so that was so fun. And so on the weekends I would switch, I would have, I would eat Friday night and then I would wake up Saturday and I would drink black coffee again. I would choke it down. And then I would eat again on Saturday night. And then Sundays were kind of longer windows. I don't know what it was about just family time and opening my window a little earlier. So by the time Monday rolled back around, I felt like I totally indulged. So Mondays I started, not right away, but not too long after I started, I started doing just my favorite coffee with the cream all day. That was it. So you were kind of having a down day. Yeah, I didn't know about that day yet. I hadn't learned about the alternate daily fasting, but that's what I was doing. I was kind of having a down day after all my the indulging over the weekend. You were having like a mealless Monday, but with coffee. <laughs> <laughs> with coffee with cream. And you didn't no. know about having an up day the next day, though. So <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. But, you know, I always ate so much food during my window that I don't know. If, I mean, I know you're supposed to eat longer time. But right. I had a lot of success like that. And then I finally realized after choking down black coffee on Friday and Saturday that I could do it every day. And I'm like, why am I, why am I messing around with this? So I went from my crazy schedule, switching from mornings to nights and mealless Mondays to just, I just eat every day in the evening. Yeah. Much like what you do, except I think I start a little later than you. Um, Most days I open my window around 530, 6.30. But I probably eat later than you too. I yeah, you probably you know, do because I'm an early yeah. to bed kind of girl. That's my problem. I can't really stay up very late. I don't like to because I wake up so early. When my friends were just here for four nights and we stayed up really, really late. But my my circadian rhythm is it's five thirty. I hear my eyes are open, and even if I was up till two, I'm awake at six, and you know that's not very good. <laughs> no, and. I- I have a little bit of that going on at my house. I have an 18-year-old doggy that um, likes to get up super early all of a sudden. <laughs> so oh, gosh. I'm getting up early. He's kind of confused. So Normally, would you stay up later and sleep a little later? No, I can't say I've all, ever slept in long. I would say 8 o'clock is late for me. I'm kind of like you. I like to get up early, but I can go to bed at 11, 12, and still get up around 6 or 7 and be fine. So Yeah. I just, I wish I could sleep in, but I, if I stay up late, I'm not going to sleep in. I'm just not going to get the sleep. So I can't do that very often, right? After, after they left town, me. I'm like, it's eight o'clock. I'm going to bed, Chad. Good night. <laughs> I gotta go. Yeah. Last night we went to bed pretty early here, but I did not sleep well at all. So I'm like, this is a terrible day to decide in a hotel. to sleep in a hotel. Was and it, it was kind of brighter than hour. usual and noises and stuff? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what it was. And I can't blame it on the food. I didn't really, I mean, I think it was just kind of a different atmosphere and being in a different place. Yeah. Probably. And not having my dogs and everything else that I'm used it's to having. Weird. You're just hyper aware of being in a different place. Yes. So have you had any, any health victories, anything? You know, it seems like you were in great health before. Um, I felt in good shape. I didn't have a lot of issues, but as far as like um, non-scale victories, mm-hmm. the ones I've noticed the most is body recomposition. Like I talked about before, I definitely, the last time I weighed, I weighed way more than I thought I should. So I know that my muscle is gaining and my fat is less. And right. I never liked my legs before. Like I never wanted to wear shorts. Um, I did, but I didn't love it. And now I, I love wearing shorts. So that changed. I went to the dentist recently and I've not changed one thing about my routine. And the dental hygienist said to me, thank you so much for taking great care of your teeth. You make my job so easy. And I thought, (laughs) what has changed? Like you used to yell at me for having too much plaque on my teeth. Yeah. So I 
I guess it's the fasting. I don't know. It's got to be. I've heard that before. You know, people have said that. And it just, we're, we're having less hours of the day with stuff coming in. I guess that's probably true. A lot less. That's true. Um, other things are like mood. I mm-hmm. definitely feel really, I mean, I can, you can feel that mood swing. It's and, true. And the energy level. I, this is a funny quote. One of our friends, I forgot to mention him, but another friend of ours started fasting and he said, you know, that magic hour between our like 16, 17, 18, 19, if you go even into 20, he said, if you ask me to go over there, I might walk or I might fly. But yeah. <laughs> he said, I feel that good. Like I could do anything. I'm Superman. And that's true. It's like that, those magic hours of when you're super fasted, I just feel so good. It's true. And, you know, someone in the community was talking this morning about struggling to get past our 18. And she said, you know, I'm always so hungry at our 18. How can I possibly go longer? And like, because that's that hard moment that if you go past it, the magic's right on the other side of it. It is. And it doesn't last that long. If you just The hard part is short. But if you always eat when you get to that hard moment, You'll never get to the magic, but it, the hard part doesn't last a long time. That's the thing. No, it comes in little waves and um, it does pass. So I would tell people just, you know, sometimes I give in if I'm just bored at home and um, sometimes the mind gets the best of you. But if you've done it enough times, you know that it will pass and you will. Or if there's it. a different kind of hunger, because sometimes it's a different kind of hunger and you know, you're like, the, like I was, I was sick a, a couple of weeks ago and I don't get sick very often, but I was looking at the clock. It was like 11 o'clock. I'm like, okay, I can make it till noon. I had a little fever. And I'm like, no, I need to eat right now. And I just did. It was different. And I was like watching the clock and it was 11.15 and then it was 11.30. And I'm like, why am I doing this? (laughs) I've got to listen to my body. Yeah. And I've never really felt bad from food. Like I mentioned before, Um, I didn't realize how good I could feel from not eating food all the time. That's that's the difference. But like we went to Key West in February and my husband loves breakfast and it was vacation. So of course, you know, we had some breakfast and we ate longer than usual. Um, and I thought I'm going to feel terrible. And the truth is I didn't feel that terrible. I felt fine. Well, that's good. Um, that's good. But I didn't feel as good as I would normally feel. Right. And you start to miss that feeling. And you probably chose foods that made you feel good. Well, the funny thing is because I don't not. eat breakfast because I don't eat breakfast often. Yeah. The waitress laughed at us at our first breakfast on vacation and said, is there something on the menu you would not like to see on this table? <laughs> I do so love we to go to, to brunch, like have a, have a good uh, breakfast brunch. We went, that's the way I ordered too. I went with my friends when they were here. We had, it was one o'clock. So we, I, we delayed till one o'clock and had our brunch and, and it's the same. I'm like, well, first we need to have the avocado toast with the egg on it because I got to have the egg. And then I need to <laughs> – I get it. Those foods are just so good. They are. And I don't I don't miss breakfast, honestly, that much. But when I have it, I like to enjoy all the things. So so do you exercise at all? Or are you someone who does has a good exercise regimen? What do you do? I don't know if they have it where you live, but it's called F45. I don't know what that is. Okay. It's a – do you know what Orange Theory is? Have you heard I of do. that? Yes. Okay. I used to do Orange Theory, and this is kind of similar. It's a class social situation type thing, but this doesn't have treadmills or rowers or like Orange Theory. It's all functional body weight kind of things with weights. Okay. There's a lot of burpees and pull-ups, and they will get out a rower, but you'll never do it for more than a minute. A lot of just functional exercise, and it's only 45 minutes, so okay. I actually love that. And I... I have done it up to five, six times a week, but I, I'm starting to injure myself. Oh. My age, I don't know what's going on. So I backed off to about three times a week currently, and that seems to be okay, although I still visit my chiropractor often. Yeah. It's just I'm not giving it up. I said, I'm 48. Everybody says, you need to stop this. And I'm like, well, if I stop, then what? No, I think we need to stay active. We got to keep doing something. I just started, I'd shared it on the, the last episode, but I just started doing water aerobics. Oh, yeah. My and good I'm friend so Jody excited. does it. She loves it. And I love and- it. I've been three days in a row, and we have this indoor pool and different instructors, and it's the same people are there every day so far. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fun to exercise with people. I think it gives yes. you. Oh, we're talking and chatting, so it's a very social time, and I don't have to go very far. It's like 
in my neighborhood. You know, it takes me less than five minutes. By the time I'm like a time to go and put on my bathing suit and get down there, it's five minutes from when I got up off the couch. So I'm really enjoying that. But I like to be in the water. And so I'm, I'm getting to move my body in a way that is fun. And it is really, really fun. So I hope it's something I can stick with. Yeah. I think you will. You'll the like key it. key is fun. You like the, what is it, F45? Is that what you called it? F45. It's fun. It is fun. It's also very hard, but gratifying. So is there anything you struggle with? Not really. And I realize that it's not that easy for everybody. But literally the very first day I started fasting, I don't know if this is even supposed to be possible, but I felt that metallic taste in my mouth before I started my fast on the next day. I feel like I didn't have a lot of stored glycogen to begin with. So it was a very easy transition. I mean, I went quickly from the, those first few weeks of trying to eat in the morning till getting to one meal a day was probably three weeks at the most and never really was angry. That's good. Your body just took to it. Yes. And I am so grateful to you for the way you lay things out and the way you teach it, because just understanding the process and believing in it and knowing that what I was doing wasn't harming me, it was helping me, just gave me such peace. I would just never want to give it up. So I'm really happy to have found that. I love that. Well, we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? I would tell them how freeing and how, you know, the freedom is just for me, it brings me so much joy. I don't have to count anything. I don't have to measure anything. Also, patience. You may not realize it, and hopefully for a new person, it will be a lifestyle as well, but I'm embarrassed to say I was one of those people on your post saying, I've stalled my weight. It's been two weeks. I haven't lost any weight. I mean, that's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing because- Don't be embarrassed. You know, a lot of things, it, a lot of things can be happening, and two weeks is nothing, but right. be patient. Yeah. Also, it is not calories in, calories out. Don't believe it. It's not true. (laughs) Don't worry about those two extra Oreos. And also just understanding that your hormones play a part in that too. I do some of that as well. I I get my hormones levels checked and I feel so much more energetic and better when all that is balanced out. So um, listen to your body, eat what it needs, stop eating if you can when it's had enough. That's still something I'm trying to learn after two years enjoy your life and give your body a rest. Let it rest from eating and heal. Yeah. I think that's so important. But the part that you said that's so important, enjoy your life. I am having so much fun right now. Intermittent fasting allows us to enjoy our lives. To literally look at a menu and pick anything that you want because you can. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And what sounds good might not be the thing that sounded good to you five years ago. For sure. It's something else. I've always enjoyed good food and veggies and all that, but I also enjoy a good bologna sandwich and some ice cream. So (laughs) it's all good. (laughs) Well, Nikki, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate what you have done for this community and for everyone. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. 
As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.